What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. We have an amazing guest for you today. Uh, man, I just feel like we've been on a roll with the show here lately. Uh, now that uh, things seem to be, you know, opening back up and people are getting back together and it's more acceptable to have, you know, interactions with humans. Uh, the show has just been uh, just rocking and rolling. We're sitting down with some amazing humans, and uh, I have to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart that you guys are tuning in and you guys are sharing it, and I just cannot thank you guys enough. You are what makes this thing go round. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a new listener, welcome. Um, I cannot thank you guys enough. Look, I'm just sitting down with awesome and interesting people, and I'm just trying to gain some perspective, and uh, I appreciate you guys joining for the ride. So thank you guys so much. Um, also, big thank you goes out to St. Louis Deck and Fence. If you are in the St. Louis area, go to stldeckandfence.com. Check these guys out. If you are in the market for a deck or a fence and or maybe you want both, I don't know, uh, give these guys a call. They're so amazing. They are uh, they are making, they're constructing the best and most beautiful decks and fences in the area. They're so professional. They'll come out. They'll give you a free quote. They're so hands-on. They want to make sure that everything is done right, and you will be satisfied. You will be blown away. You'll be more than satisfied. You will be so fucking happy that you called these guys. You'll be like, you know what? Adam told me to call, and I'm glad I did. I guarantee it. Go to stldeckandfence.com. Check them out today. Day. Tell him Adam sent you. All right, let's get to the guest. I am sitting down with uh, an exceptional human being for sure. This was a fun conversation. We were just chilling. We were just hanging out, um, getting to know each other. Uh, we connected, I guess, at the end of last year. And uh, we connected at the end of last year. And it was so cool to finally be able to actually sit down and have a conversation on the show um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go out to her or if she was going to be here, but it worked out where she was coming in town to bring a particular type of wheelchair to somebody who's doing a Tough Mudder, uh, and uh, it just worked out that we were able to sit down, so I'm super pumped. Uh, I'm sitting down with Jessie Strawham. She is a speaker, an entrepreneur, a full-time student, and she is a trauma survivor that is on a mission to help individuals see the opportunity in their obstacles. She's the founder of the Wheel With Me Foundation and the owner of Wheel With Me Consulting. We go into her story quite a bit. She suffered a spinal cord injury and she um, is uh, paralyzed and she's in a wheelchair. So we talk about uh, her entire journey and it was just so cool just to hang out and, and just uh, and just learn about about everything that she's doing in the world. She's just doing some cool ass shit, especially um, for the disabled community. So this was a very fun one. This is a little bit longer than normal, uh, so buckle up, guys. Let's uh, let's get to this conversation. Let's gain some perspective with Jesse Strawham. Mm -hmm. 
Jess, how are you doing? Hey, we're here. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> you were just like so quiet there for a second. You like, <laughs> we were just. In, I'm just so intrigued. We were like in full on talk mode, and then you just went in like study mode on me. You're like, what is he doing? I'm like, I need to know. I'm gonna do this one day. You absolutely should start a podcast. It will be phenomenal. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna talk about all the shit. And you know enough cool people that if you wanted to have other people on, I'm sure it wouldn't be. And that's my goal. So there's two different wheelchair users and I want to do it like split episodes where I'm the main host and then they're the co-host and they, they interchange out. It's a male and a female. Okay. So it would like give two different perspectives. Oh yeah. I like that. Nice, nice, nice. So how was your drive in? Oh, the drive was incredible. All right. No. How long does it take to get here? Cause you're from North Carolina, right? Yeah. I live outside of Charlotte and it took, well, it's like 12 hours if you do it straight through. Yeah. And you stopped in Nashville. Yeah. So I stopped in Nashville. It rained the whole way. It's uh, it was actually my first time driving in inclement weather since my accident earlier this year, and it was I was a little terrified, white knuckling the steering wheel for sure. Yeah. And um, we made it to Nashville, got to meet my friend's baby, which was really cool. She oh, was born right. during the pandemic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Pandemic baby. Yeah, she's so stinking cute. <laughs> um, and then made it here yesterday afternoon. Got here, went straight to a CrossFit gym, and yeah. And got out after it, and then went back again this morning. <laughs> yeah, you're getting you're like you're getting the fucking work in for sure. That, that man, that is a long drive. Like, l- let's just hop into this, okay? Because it's not a long. It's drive. not that. Listen, I hate driving. Same. It, well, I, yeah, yeah. I despise it. I just <laughs> I just like anything over like six hours is a really long drive to me. That's that's really true. But I mean, I've drove to California and back, like from North Carolina, to California. Really? Yeah, and to Vegas, like to Phoenix. Oh my god. Um, Cape Cod. Minnesota. I went to Minnesota a couple years ago. I used to curl. That's sport on ice. Yeah. I was on the national developmental team. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. How did you get into that? Yo, I was like, what's the fastest way of the Paralympics? And they're like, curling. I'm like, do it. <laughs> and it's so, no, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> so we don't have the sweepers in wheelchairs because how, how are we going to push down the ice and sweep the ice, right? Right. So we just shoot it and it has to make it where we want it to go. Okay. And it's so technical. Yeah. I love it. I've curled one time, actually. Really? At a bar in Chicago. I was, uh, I guess it was maybe a few years ago, I was up there for a friend's birthday, and we were just doing, we went to dinner for his birthday, and then we were just doing some things. I think it was, uh, fuck, I wish I could remember the name, the something tiger. Um, and they had curling in the back. It was the coolest thing. It was, all you did was shoot. is like you were at one end, and you just shot it down to the other end. But it was so fun. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I wasn't very good. It it's very it's good. fun. But it's yeah. practice. You That's practice. so cool. How many people just curl? Yo, <laughs> a lot. It's a club. <laughs> that so is so awesome. I'm. I don't. I don't compete anymore. So I'm on. I'm just on a league at yeah. home. And whenever I want to pop in, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm coming today. Yeah. And I just show up and I, I go curl and then I leave. And do it's have, so fun. Do you have time to actually do it? Do you do it often? No, I wish. Yeah. I don't. I don't have much time. You have so much going on. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to learn how to juggle all the things, man. And it's like, someone's like, you just need to focus on one thing. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I have a lot of passions. And there's no, who are you to tell me that I can't go after all my passions? I spend a set amount of time on each thing. And you got to, you have to schedule yourself. Like I schedule peas in my work days. I schedule <laughs> eating in my work day for real. Yeah. Like, I, cause I know it's going to take time and mm-hmm. I can't, I can't lose that time in the day. Like I spend, I found out during the pandemic that I spend uh 
two hours at least a day, an hour and a half to two hours being paralyzed. So transferring to and from my chair, going to the bathroom, going up and down stairs, getting in and out of the car. That oh. that time adds up to two hours. Right. Uh, wow. Yes. How did you come? Like, how did you add that all up? I had nothing else to do. You're, <laughs> what, what did you do that during seventy five hard? Did it make you aware of it, or you just did that prior? No, I did it during the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot of time in the day. I feel like people probably waste more time doing less. Right, and then it it makes you so conscious of how you spend your time. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I've been on this app for way too long. I've been holding this phone for way too long, yes. and you realize you're spending all this time doing something that you could use doing something productive to get you where you want to be, move the needle a little bit. Yeah. I, um, I find myself like scrolling. I'm like, fuck, I'm stuck in a loop. <laughs> like, cause that's all, that's all is like my mind is just searching for this thing that isn't really ever, go- I'm never going to find it. Right. Like that's how the app is set up. So I'm just like, fuck, they got you. Like you're stuck in this <laughs> loop. And then three hours later, it's just like, what the fuck did I just do with all of this time? But then I, sometimes I lie to myself. I'm like, oh no, you're doing something productive. Like you're trying to like, I don't know, build your, your social or some shit. Just the story I tell myself. Oh, man. So, Jess, I want to, like, go – I know your story, but I don't, like, know all of your story. And then I feel like for the listeners who, who may not know, so was it 2015? Yeah. You had an accident? Can we just go back to the like to the beginning? Would you mind telling me that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, January 2015, nice 60-degree day in January. You don't get that often. Right. What do I do? Get on the back of a motorcycle. Mm, yeah, you're like, oh, it's, it's a nice day. Let's go for a ride. Enjoy Absolutely the weather. Absolutely. Not yeah. missing it. No, you can't waste a good day. Yeah. And so we went to dinner, got off the interstate, was going towards Charlotte, our normal. We rode it a million times. It was crazy. And we left the traffic light, and this SUV was coming in hot. Like, she wasn't slowing down. And I'm like, mm. holy shit, she's not slowing down. So I'm, like, hitting him, and he's not slowing down. I'm like shit 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 and like i just held on as tight as i could and i just tucked my head into the back of him and uh woke up a week later in the hospital oh shit (laughs) so she was coming from behind no she was making a u-turn in front of us she's making a u-turn in front of you and then she's just coming in hot though she was just like she came in that u-turn and she never stopped or slowed down and so i was like well crap (laughs) oh you just braced you a week later yeah so i flew over her suv Mm -hmm. um he went through broke his leg I went over, broke my back in two places. My ribs punctured my lungs, nicked my spinal cord. I have a traumatic brain injury, and I coded twice and had to be resuscitated. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of trauma. So I wasn't stable for the first two days in the hospital. Uh, I was intubated. They had to do surgery two days later, wait for me to stabilize a little bit Mm -hmm. physically. Um, Then I woke up like three days after that. Really, that's when I start remembering what was going on. Mm They thought I was getting better, so they moved me to a progressive unit. The next morning, my oxygen drops. I have to get emergency bronched where they shove the tube down your throat. I'm awake. It was the worst experience oh ever. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can only imagine what that like feels like. So then you're, you're in this thing, though, and it's like, you know the Saw movies where he has that jaw thing that pulls their mouth open? Yeah. That's what you look like. Like It's like <laughs> your mouth is pulled open. You have this tube going down your throat can't talk yeah and i had that for four days i was awake conscious like what's going through <laughs> thing your mo- down my throat yeah like, what are you thinking during that time yo i was like you really i was terrified i'm like what the hell is my future gonna be how am i gonna do this yeah like, what 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 is going on right now right it's a lot to process at one time so much and then 
they kept trying to talk me into getting trached. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't want a hole in my neck. I don't want What's a What's the purpose of getting trached? Like, why would they want you to get trached? So I w- had a lot of fluid build up in my lungs. Okay. And I wasn't able to breathe. I Because um, my lungs were punctured and clapped. Mm. So I <laughs> I had to, the trach, you can like shove a suction down there and mm. suck things out. <laughs> I loved it. I did it to myself. They were, the nurses were blown away. They came in and I'm just like, you like all the gross stuff. Oh yeah. I was a dental assistant before I was injured. Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> all makes sense now. Yes, it does. Oh wow. So they wanted you to get trach and you're like, no, no, I didn't want the scar. That. Yeah. So yeah. then I get the, the tube out of my throat. I had it for four days. Get that out. My doctor comes in, still don't want the trach. He's like, all right, she's going to suction you. I said, well, I said to him, you better fucking numb me. And he looks back at me and he goes, oh, we'll fucking numb you. (laughs) And so they got this numbing and it's crazy because the girl or the woman that was doing it, um, I was in college with her. We were in the same college class. Oh, wow. That semester. Really? Yeah. That's got to be interesting from her perspective. It's it's full circle, man. The world just works that way. It really does. So she, it was, um, she shoved this tube up my nose and like down into my throat mm. to clear everything out. And it was suctioning. There's no pain. <laughs> like this tube going, it literally like went to my brain. Into it's like getting brain. a COVID test. Yeah. It goes to your brain. And then it went all the way back. Oh my goodness. And yeah. I got that five times five in times. one day <laughs> in oh, like shit. a 12 hours in her shift. I got that five times. And I was like, Next morning, Fish came in. He's like, all right, how are we looking? You going to do that trach now? I was like, please, please fucking trach me now. <laughs> like, I need it. And so then I ended up getting it. Oh, so you're ready for it. So you were just, so what, five days you put it off and you're just like, all right, we're going to do this thing. Yeah. So we're at almost three weeks in the hospital by this at point. At that point. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm ready to go to rehab. I'm ready mm-hmm. to learn how to be paralyzed and like yeah, try, how to get out of here. Yeah. Take the next step. Right. Yeah. Whoa, man. So what... You have a spinal cord injury, right? Yeah. Where at exactly? Um, so it's T4, which is the T4, middle of your chest. T4, okay. Yeah, and uh, I've actually, I'm very fortunate. I started regaining control when I changed my mental and physical diet, started working out. Yeah, I, I saw that uh, you got sunburned the other day. Oh my gosh, and I felt it. Yeah, it how was fucking, so warm. how rad is that? <laughs> it was sick. It I, was so sick. Like, it's like, <laughs> you're, you're, like you're happy about feeling pain, but yeah. it's like in the yeah. best way. Give it to me. Yeah, like... What what what's, what made that turn for you, like, to where you started seeing, like, those gains physically, like, with your legs? Definitely changing my diet, um, making better choices, just whole foods. I found out as I was cutting out different foods, I cut out dairy first, and I found out that was a big source of my nerve pain. Mm. Um, so then I found out processed sugar, also a big source of my nerve pain. Um, a lot of bread really causes constipation. So like I don't eat a lot of bread. It's like you have to be willing to try different things to figure out what's going to work for you and what's not. So I I switched to the whole food diet and right. I just started regaining. I started working out more regularly. About It was like three, four times a week. Uh, and then I really started working on my mental diet. So I started meditating. Um, then I would start reading personal development content, really consuming the content, trying to understand it, and then addressing things about myself I didn't like. And it's funny because I'm, I'm a psychology major, so a lot of my elect- um, electives in a, my associate's degree are psychology classes. <laughs> and I learned so much, like developmental psychology, it made me realize so much about why I was the way I was and how I could change it. Mm-hmm. Because once you understand it, you're able to change it. There's no reason you can't because it's like, right. okay, this is why, this is how I can 
do things different. Right. That's so important. We we all have the ability to like make a decision and and like act on it. Like the the mind is so powerful. It really all stems from the mind. Yes. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm such a big believer in just just like the ability of humans to to like accomplish damn near anything that you decide you can you can build and live the life that you want to live all with just just like making a mental like switch and deciding and just like what whatever it is that you want to do like you can truly like accomplish it like through just mental fortitude and just putting in the work hands down yeah <laughs> hands down it is that's so true and like people just don't realize your strongest muscle in your body is your brain. That is the single strongest muscle. It doesn't matter how much you go to the gym, how much you can lift, whatever. Your brain is the strongest muscle, and we do not train it enough. We do not use it to its full capacity enough. And there's just so much more that we could do as human beings. And it's just it, it blows my mind that it took me getting paralyzed and going through this traumatic event to realize that. Right. Well, I mean, how how much time did you spend just, like, feeling sorry for yourself? Oh, it was never feeling – I wouldn't call it feeling sorry for myself. I mean, frustrated. Frustrated with the yeah. situation? Or, but maybe a better question would be is, is like, like, what emotions did you work through, like, in the beginning? Like, how were you feeling? So much anger. I was so mad. And then it's crazy because the day before my accident, I was actually saved. I was at my friend's grandma's funeral. And I just felt this calmness come over my body as the pastor was speaking. Mm-hmm. And so it literally washed from my head to my toes. And I just knew everything was going to be okay. I didn't know what, but I knew it would. You just so, felt that peace right there. Right. And then I get paralyzed the next day. And so Whoa. one thing that happened was when I woke up at one point, I told my mom, I said, yeah, Grandma Boyce just told me it's not my time. And she said, Jesse May, you can't come with me. I can't go with you, but you have things to do and people get back to you. I oh, woke wow. up, told my mom that she's like, John, she died. And that's my dad. And he's like, you're crazy, Jackie. You're crazy. <laughs> and my dad got my medical records to submit to my supplement insurance. Mm-hmm. And he was reading over them. And he found the coded. Right. And he, he my mom said he came in. She white. He's like, she did die. You were right. Holy oh, crap. Holy cow. Yeah. Do you remember that? Um, Somewhat. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just remember seeing my grandma. She's just beautiful. But she reminds me of my mom, but taller. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's quite the experience. Yo, my faith. So I fought it. I was like, God, why'd you do this to me? Like, why would you save me and then do this to me? I didn't understand. And now, like, the perspective has shifted so much because I see him working in my life. I'm allowing him to work in my life. Rather than fighting it and saying, why me? Why me? I'm like, show me. And it's it's beautiful what it's manifested into. I mean, he's, he's given me so much opportunity. And he's really taught me acceptance and, and how to accept yourself for yourself rather than what everyone wants you to be or who you think you should be right that's such a freeing feeling when you just you just let go of all the perceptions and just just accept yourself for who you are and just just like what you want to do exactly people don't realize that they let other people run their life so much from this idea of they have to be this certain way or they have to look this way or they have to act this way dress this way and it's like yo what happened to being an individual? Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to turn that off. And at the end of the day, like, <clears throat> nobody really cares. Like, and that's not, like, in a bad way. No, it's, but it, they don't. They don't. It's like <laughs> you you were living your life, and they're living their life. It's like everybody's fighting some struggle that you don't know anything about. Everybody's dealing with their own thing. Everybody's 
working towards a goal like everybody has their own life right you know at the end of the day like you're the supporting role in like somebody else's <laughs> like main story but vice versa they are to you as well right? right so it's like if you're sitting there telling yourself the story of how you should act based off this other person's like story that they're living it's just like you're just gonna be so miserable that way and that's the way people are functioning these yes. days it's like there's so many clones so many i want to be this person like no I, i'm I'm Jesse fucking Strawham and that's who I'm going to be yeah. like me or not. It's crazy that people really expect every single person to like them. There's 7 billion people in the world over 7 billion people. So many. How, how do you expect <laughs> every single one? of them? Do you like everyone you come in contact with? No. Nope. So how can you expect everyone to like you back? Like it just blows my mind. The, the perception that's okay. Society says it's okay to think this way. Yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> sticks and stones may break my bones. For, That's like, <laughs> for real. We need mantras again. <laughs> like uh, we had as kids. Yeah, for real. Like just, it, man, you can't, you just, you'll, you'll get paralyzed. You know what I mean? Like I remember, I remember the first time, like I, so when I got my, my forearm tattooed, it was, uh, I was like working in an office. And so like in my mind, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, like you shouldn't get tattoos that are like below like a certain point because it's just not professional. And then I did it and I just felt so free. I'm just like, you know what? Like that was like a first step for me. I was like, you know what? Like fuck these societal rules and like what they tell you you should do. You know what I mean? It's just like, and like that was just like the first step for me. And then from there, like I had a, like a nine to five at this corporate place for five and a half years. And it wasn't it wasn't a very enjoyable job. Most of the time, I felt like I wasn't being who I was. I was just like putting on this professional thing and just to make money. And then whenever I got off work, I could be myself. I could go pursue my goals at the time I was fighting. So I was like, oh, I can go to the gym. Like that's where I'm actually at. Like that's who I am. And like you're miserable living that way all day. And then I finally got to this point to where uh, they actually random like hit me with a random drug test. <laughs> And uh, it's like, all right, well, my fucking my numbers up, so <laughs> I fucking got fired from that job, and um, it was it was one of the things that was like it was super devastating, but then I realized like I wasn't happy there, and it happened for me. It was like one of these things right. that happened for me, right? And then it was very freeing. I was like, you know what? From now on, like I'm just gonna be authentically myself. Yes, yes, and it, too many people want to hide behind that idea of what other people think they should be. So like when I first got paralyzed, I spent the first year trying to walk again because everyone's like, well, are you getting anything back? Are you recovering? Right. Like that's how people, when I interact with people, that's the first question I always got asked. And it was just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Still paralyzed. It's not changing. <laughs> they just put their measure of success on you. Right. And it's just so, it makes, it's just really discouraging. And right. And you can allow it to just discourage you from living your life. So I did. I, I put on 30 pounds. I was 160 at my heaviest. Um, I, I ate unhealthy. I drank all the time. I always had infections. I was in and out of the hospital. Um, it was just, I didn't take care of myself at all. And I thought, that's how a wheelchair user lives. Oh, really? Because they, I mean, I can't go to the gym. I can't, I can't eat good. It doesn't matter. I'm nothing paralyzed. matters anymore. Yeah. And it's just, you go through this period of where nothing matters. And then when you start caring, you're like, okay, these things matter. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do, you need to make better food choices. And honestly, I, when I met my best friend and her husband, um, he has Lyme disease. So he has to watch what he eats. Yeah. And they, they're the ones who taught me, like, some things could be flaring certain things up for me. 
And at that time I had quit drinking anyways. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's start testing foods. And I really, I embraced it because I saw how beneficial it was for his life. And I think it's when we surround people, surround ourselves with people that are where we want to be. Right. It makes you just want to be that better person and and commit to it. Right. That's so important to have those influences. Yes. Just those positive people around you. Like you draw from that energy and it helps you be better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They, what is it? You are the, the five people that you hang out around. Yeah. Like the sum of the five people. Yeah. That's so true. It's so true. Absolutely. I'm like, I need to like keep leveling. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's like a weird thing because, um, like the the benefit of like this podcast is I get to meet like really fucking awesome people all the time and it's like as I'm talking to some of these people I'm like man you're doing so many like cool fucking things that I want to do and it's super motivating but then it's also like this other thing is just like oh fuck it's like I have, I have a lot to do like I gotta get I gotta get the fucking work even harder because man there's just so many awesome people doing so many cool things and it's it's when you can when you can connect with those people man it just levels you up big time it does because it makes you realize that you can do it yeah like what else is actually out there like oh i'm, I'm performing in the little leagues so yeah. the big leagues right now yeah you're <laughs> like oh man i thought i was doing really good and you're like oh you're doing f- like 10 more things than me in the day it's like shit i need to work on my time management <laughs> <laughs> like i need to do better yeah for sure <laughs> dang but, uh, yeah, so, oh, fuck, Jess, I lost my train of thought. It's because we started smoking this morning. <laughs> Can I light this? Yeah, go ahead. Smoke? All right, cool. You know, that's one thing that should really just be federally illegal. It really it should. My mind. How much does cannabis help you? Oh, my gosh, so much. I use that. So what I'll do is I'll use CBD, mm-hmm. and then I smoke a little bit. And then I'm good. Yeah. And it's like I, I have no pain. I have no anything. So like especially before bed, that's the best time because I'm like I have trouble sleeping sometimes and I need something to knock me out. And it's just like it's crazy that there's such a stigma around a plant. But you have these manufactured drugs that are literally killing people that like <laughs> the so the first person that visited me when I got out of the hospital, his name was Colton. Mm-hmm. And he first got addicted to pain pills and then he OD'd later and the people let him die. They didn't call the ambulance soon enough. And I'm like, like, how do the, how can people sleep at night knowing that this is what it leads to? And I think that's the most, that's the most frustrating thing to me is that so many people are just selfish rather than caring and having compassion for their fellow human. Like we have to take care of each other. And, and too often People are just like, oh, it's all for me, all for none. Yeah, the idea that we can just lock people up over a plant is, <sighs> is crazy. It's crazy. So I remember what the hell we were talking about. We were talking about like what we put in our body. I got distracted because I, I started talking about fucking the people around us, but cannabis and what we put in our body. Like, it, th- this plant is so powerful, and 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 the things that we consume, like completely dictate like how we interact with this world so whether whether it's like cannabis or whether it's like like the food that we're eating you know what i mean it's like it it always amazes me how how often or how easy it is to like to get used to like 
living in like pain or yes. like living in a shitty state and just ignoring the things that you're doing like you ignore the fact that you're not drinking enough water or you ignore the fact that you're like not eating well or you're not getting enough sleep right you're just like you're not giving your body the things that it needs to be optimal and right. so many people like will just they'll they'll start turning to pharmaceuticals or or just different different quick fixes as opposed to like looking at the actual root of the problem so something that really affects me is if I don't stand enough, I get nerve pain in my shoulder and then my, my legs and butt really hurt. Yeah. Um, so I have a standing frame at home that I get in and I work from. I'm good. Okay. Um, so I literally just stand up and am held up by this machine. And if I don't get in that for like an hour a day, I'm in pain. Yeah. And people don't realize that like, that pain is not normal. There is a reason behind it. And we just want to continue to mask, mask the problem, mask the problem. Like, uh, for example, my dad has diabetes, type 2. And he just is put on so much weight and he eats like shit. But he wants to give me a hard time when I'm in the kitchen cooking something mm -hmm. good. And I'm like, is that your insecurity or what, dude? But, like, you're not, I'm, I'm done. You're not going to shame me for wanting to be better and take care of my body and, and have longevity and be able to function. Yeah. I um I have a lot of beef with my mom and that. Oh, you feel that? <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, I love that woman to death, and I just and I think what frustrates me is that when I love people, like I want you yes. to just be around, and I just want you to be healthy, and also like I always say, like you don't know how good you f you can feel until you feel it. Right. Like you just don't know because you like the body is the humans are so awesome in that the body is so adaptive that it'll it'll figure out a way to like work in almost any kind of condition you know what i mean it's like you're not giving people can live off a of soda for example like it's terrifying you, you, you know you need, fructose corn syrup <laughs> you need water but people are just drinking soda and they don't drink any water and i don't like the way it tastes it doesn't even taste what do you mean like, what do you i love it it's so refreshing it's so especially like ice cold water in the middle of a hot summer day right nothing sounds better right. than that but the body is somehow functioning right but they don't know how shitty they're feeling no oh, my favorite is uh when this is gonna sound so bad i'm gonna get canceled overweight people tell me that I need to get the COVID vaccine. And I'm like, I understand. Oh I understand. Like, I'm like, yo, if you've seen my life, I'm authentic in my lifestyle. Yeah. Rarely do I. I had pizza for the first time in six months, like yesterday, the other day, when I went to my friends in Nashville. Like, I don't eat crap. I don't eat processed anything. Right. I cook almost every night. Like, yeah. I'm authentic in that because I know how good it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Live a day in my shoes. Go to the like, go to the gym and run a little bit. Like, do be active. Just get activity. Eat well. Feel your body right. Instead of getting all this junk food. Like, my favorite thing is being at the grocery store and looking at what other people got in their cart and judging. <laughs> I'm so touchy. I'm like, yo, you got Swiss rolls and like that's my. I do you know? that too. I, in my like in my in my head, I'm like, oh, I bet this cashier's proud of me. All this nice stuff I'm buying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for real, like just just. Eat real food. Like, if we stop it. consuming the junk, yeah, they won't have such a monopoly in good food. Yeah, the prices will eventually go down. You just gotta. We enough of us have to commit to yeah. it. You yeah, you know. And it's like it's the those middle shelves are filled because you guys keep buying the shit. Mm -hmm. It's like they don't care about your health. Yeah. Do you think these food manufacturers give a shit? No. 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 <laughs> most of our, most of the American diet is corn. <sighs> it's so disgusting. 
it's just it's just corn in a million different forms yeah so now that so now that you made that switch from from like eating all that from to like the standard american diet to eating more real whole foods um do you feel like immediate difference if you if you do eat maybe like bread or or like a more high sugar so yeah like you feel that feedback pretty quick i hear i had ice cream for the first time since last winter i was like look i got up 75 hard and like like, (laughs) you went all in i didn't go all in all in though because i didn't want to feel like shit but like i did once a week i've I've had like a snack and i regret it every single time yo the ice cream was the ice on the cake i'm like i'm good i don't want any more i'm good because I start getting this. I was a, so initially I had no sensation from here down, from like the middle of my chest down. Okay. So right under my left rib where I had chest tubes, I get this like stabbing every single time. Really. And I mean, I had ice cream. It was dairy and sugar. Like, what the hell did I expect? And that was it. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good on it. And that like, it solved it. And that's when I was like, damn, I'm evolving. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't even, I don't even want to mess with it anymore. Cause yeah. I'm like, why? Why am I gonna subject myself to pain for a a instant? gratification i'm good right yeah just like this pleasure right yeah this so i started anytime i want something sweet i just use honey oh that's a good move Lo- local honey because yeah. i'm trying to get rid of my allergies too so i'll yeah. have like a, a tape my serving of honey mm-hmm. and that's my sweet for the day like we have to be willing to adapt and, yeah. and find other things and and be willing to try things i've tried vegetables i never thought i'd like i've tried recipes i'm like oh i'm not gonna like this i love it it's an experiment. Right. There's it's no all life is. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing. No, we're all just out here blind guessing. Yeah, you know? we're all here just trying to figure it out for real. For so I um like growing up I used to have terrible seasonal allergies. Like <laughs> the worst. I uh they, they almost came out of nowhere. It was really weird, but just like one year it was so bad I was rubbing my eye terribly. I was probably in like sixth grade. I got like pink eye. It was oh just it was just a very bad it was a bad year. But Probably from, I don't know, from the time I was like 12 up into, I don't know, I'd probably say like 23 or so, I the worst seasonal allergies. And then I changed the way I eat. Like I started eating more real food, cut out the processed foods, eating more organic. And I've essentially like cured myself of seasonal allergies. Like some days will hit me like the other day. Like there's just so much pollen, I can only do so Yo, much. Yeah. Like it really messed me up. But then like I I had a good night's sleep, and then like the next day I was like just a little bit congested, and then the next day I was totally fine. So it's it's now to the point to where like seasonal allergies for me are like three or maybe four days tops. Do y'all get pollen like we get pollen though? Like we get pollen to where my black car was green 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 i don't know if we get I don't that know bad if, i might have a picture i'll show you later but we, literally... we have a lot of stuff yeah there's like it's like a there's definitely like a thin layer of like yellow everywhere no it's like solid green yeah i don't <laughs> think it's that bad it's so bad i lived in san antonio for a year and um it was there's terrible pollen down there really it was it was awful it was like they they had it on the news they're talking about how bad the pollen was and somebody was like hitting a tree and it was just like this white cloud of pollen it's probably because it's so dry it was yeah it was terrible it was terrible <laughs> but yeah no allergies to fuck me up but i just i credit like just just eating better food to that change in my life and it actually happened the same thing for my best friend like he did the same thing and kind of the same result Dang. so it was just it was just amazing to uh to kind of just to see like there's a direct like response like with what you eat and how it's, you feel it's crazy like yeah when i changed my diet physically mentally 
and I really started focusing on me and the things I wanted to change, yeah. that's when I started recovering. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying, I mean, I am, I'm, I feel like I'm going to at least be able to stand, walk. Like my goal is to stand so I can pull up my pants. Like let's make my life a little bit easier. Okay. <laughs> but That makes sense. But I never expected to get core strength back. Like to be able to put my hair up and not fall over side to side, to be able to catch myself, to be able to lift something off the counter and put it on my lap without falling forward. You know, it's the smallest things. I don't have to lean against the bathroom wall to wash my hair anymore. I don't have to hold on to the counter to brush my teeth. Like <laughs> getting my core strength back has just made my life a little bit easier. So what if I could be able to stand, bro? Like to pull my pants up and not have to rock back and forth the way I have to. That would just change life. Convenience. That would, that would <laughs> save me a solid 30 minutes in the day. <laughs> what can you do with that 30 minutes? Yo, I could I could read a book. I could write a book. You know, I could do things. That's what I'm saying. Right. I need that 30 minutes. So right. here I am just dedicating. Yeah. I'm, fuck. It, it, that's not motivating. <laughs> I don't know what is. Shit. So when did you start making that turn as far as like, you're going you're gonna to start focusing on this, like how far into, like after the accident? I'm not like in, I'm not focusing on really like walking or anything or recovering, but I'm just mm -hmm. like, I just want to be as fit as possible. Yeah. So I really, or, or when did your fit journey begin? I guess is it's, the it started in like 2017. Okay. Um, but it really, I, I've literally immersed myself in it in the, since January. Okay. I mean, when I started 75 hard, I'm like, all right, it's it. this that was is do or die time. Let's go. Okay. okay. Dang. So where, when did we, when did we meet? Where was it? October. Was it October? No, September. September? Yeah. Dang. So you were, you started, when did you start 75 hard? I'm just trying to create a timeline in my mind. I started it in January. You January started in January and then you finished. So then that would I failed at day 34. So, that so then I started over again, like a February 11th or February something. February 11th. Yeah. yeah. So then like March, April. So you probably finished in May. I finished April 20, uh, April, 24th. April 24th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then by that time that I saw you, what's that, like six months after you had finished? So essentially after you've done 75 hard, like you've just been on like rocket fuel. Yo. <laughs> like, Yo, understatement. Yeah. Like I'm just trying to like, <laughs> I'm just like trying to put this in my mind. It's like, because I... I like, as I learn your story and, like, I kind of hear, like, where you were, like, because I only know you from, like, where I met you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, like, from what I can tell, like, you've just made leaps and bounds of, yep. of fucking progress. Understatement. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't even, <laughs> like, I can't even, I, I'm having a hard time even, like, wrapping my mind around, like, you know, like. I'm a different I, person, man. It's yeah. insane. Like, my confidence level is, is through the roof. It's, it's insane. Like, and I truly... Like I, I love the people that fuck with me, but at the same time, if, if you have, if you feel some type of way, I don't, it's okay. It's cool. Like we don't have to be friends and that's, people don't realize like, I, I don't need you to like me. I'm, I'm not out here trying to do that. I'm just trying to share my life and get a little better every day, man. That's what it's about. 1% better every single day. Yeah. And I'm doing it and I'm true to it. And for the first time in my life, I'm authentic, like a hundred percent authentically me. And I'm true to that. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. And it's cool if you leave it. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> less drama. I just don't like drama. I'm like, yo, we're allowed to be an individual. We're allowed to be who we want to be. And, and we don't have to all be this cookie cutter. And you don't have to like me. Right. It's cool. Right. Like, and I think too many people get caught up in wanting to be liked. Right. I'm always just baffled when, when people get so stuck on, on the negative. 
Yeah. It's like somebody says something or or post. It's like just why are you so focused on that? Like that is just a distraction. Yeah. You can't please everybody. Like why would you try? Why would you want to? Right. It's like some people are just not gonna. <laughs> they, just, they, can't. they can't. It's like um, I'm. So I personally, I'm not getting the vaccine. Um, I just, I want to wait, I want to wait, make sure that nothing long term, you know, yeah. it's not even the, the initial side effects for me. Like I'm not even, I'm not even worried about that. It's that, what is it going to do long term? Is it going to affect my recovery? Like I've worked really hard to get to where I'm at. Right. I don't want anything to mess with that. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm good. I'm good. Like that makes sense. I just want to wait a little bit. And then if, if it's all good, then, you know, I'll reconsider. But at this time, no, thank you. Right. And, and someone just kept going, well, the science says the science says, I'm like, that's only short term science. You can't tell me if it's going to affect me five to 10 years from now, we're going to be one of the commercials. You know, it's like, if you are a loved one suffered from the COVID-19 vaccine, people act like that, that doesn't happen. Yo, I mean, we see it all the time, all the time, all the time, a bladder spasm medicine that was constantly prescribed oxybutin um it was linked to dementia really <laughs> holy cow what? i saw a commercial for it and i was like holy shit i sent the picture of the commercial to my best friend that uses it like yo she's like oh yeah that's a side effect it's insane and like it's something that we need so we don't because yeah. we have a, a spastic bladder so we need the bladder spasm medicine so it doesn't spasm so we don't pee ourselves and it's like it's something that we need, but it has such negative side effects, and you're like, yeah. shit. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to end up on one of them commercials. Mm-mm. I don't even like the term side effects. They're just effects. Yo, yeah, like, yeah, that's true. These are just effects of this whatever compound. Like, maybe you experience them, maybe you don't. <laughs> There's just a percentage with it. <laughs> right. It's like fifty percent of people, you know, and it's a oh a high percentage. It's a high enough percentage for me. I just, I'm more fearful of the vaccine than I am of COVID itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, man, I'm, I'm good. I, I really take care of myself. And that's what I'm saying. I'm authentic in that. And that's what people don't realize. Like I authentically take care of myself. Like, you know, there's people that say they eat healthy. I was one of those people. I was people, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and, and, and there's people that truly are authentic to that. And I, yeah. I am, and I have been since January. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I love the way I feel. Yeah. Physically, mentally, mentally. Yeah. That's the biggest one. Just so sharp. Oh, your confidence is through the roof. Like yeah. you're just like, and your ideas, like you just have constant ideas mm-hmm. of, of things that you want to do and, and how you can do something better. And it's just, man, when you're, when you're vibing this level, everything <laughs> just, it's crazy. It just falls right into line where it needs to be. Right. Yeah. There, Cause there's, there's just no resistance. Like you just, you just learn. I mean, it's just, it's just so little. It's, you just you just learn to just power through everything. Right. It's just like whatever you need to do. All right, I'm gonna do it. Oh my god, this. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get super fucking efficient, man. It's super insane. efficient. Yeah, I I really enjoy reading, and then I mean, but it's it's for me anyway. It's one of the easiest things for me to put to the wayside. Like yes, and just like do it every few days or right. something like that. And I'm like no, I got every I gotta day. Do better. I gotta do better. Yeah, but whenever I do it every day. Just even if it's just the the ten pages every day, it's just like, man, I just feel so much better about myself. Yeah. Yes, you just feel like you like progress. Yeah, it's just a slow build, and then boom, like nothing can fucking stop you. <laughs> yeah. So you've been on rocket fuel since I've met you. Yeah, it's <laughs> you say, insane. So that's a fucking understatement. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was looking through your social, and um, I saw you've been getting in water. Yeah, I started swimming. So that is I needed so cool. something better on my shoulders. Yeah. For seventy five hard, I was like, I gotta make this work. So I, I was I had to get creative and I started swimming and it was my first time 
getting in the pool by myself, no flotation device, like since being paralyzed. Like, and what's then going through your head when you're doing? I was terrified. I'm like, I'm gonna drown. I'm gonna drown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good. I wasn't a good swimmer before I was paralyzed. Definitely not a good swimmer now. But yeah. I, it's crazy because by the end of 75 hard, I was able. I was only able to do backstroke in the beginning. I was too scared. I, like I couldn't hold my head up out of the water because uh-huh. I didn't have like enough strength to paddle and do it all. And by the end of 75 hard, I was able to swim on my stomach. That is so rad. Yeah. Man. So sick. I, just the idea like that you know, you're, you're getting in water and then, I mean, to think that, you know, you're, do, do your legs float? Yeah. Yeah. Do they? Unless it depends if there's air. Like, so if I, if I take a big breath in okay. and like hold my breath and yeah. then we all float. But if I don't, then we all sink. Like oh. there's just it. They float with my upper body, I guess. Okay, I, I I'm not I'm I'm like I'm not very buoyant. I don't fucking float. <laughs> I really don't. Like whenever I was a kid, I used to be able to float, and then now I just sink. <laughs> so just the idea of like if I couldn't um, if stand? I yeah like well not even not even stand like just if I couldn't like uh, what's the fucking word tread if I couldn't tread yeah like or kick my legs to tread I would feel like I would just sink to the bottom <laughs> i would just fucking sink <laughs> so i can i can only imagine the fucking fear that was going through your head when you started getting in the water but well when i water skied we were at a training camp yeah. and the ski flipped over and my hips were too wide for the ski and i couldn't get myself out yeah so i was upside down in the water and i, I literally thought to myself all right this is where i'm dying because <laughs> like i it, ter- it was that i was ready <laughs> it was insane I, i'm terrified of the water and then it, the oh woman, my god! The woman came and flipped me back up. I was probably only under there like four or five seconds, but I literally I had enough time to be like, "All right, I'm dying." Like, bye. The, the thoughts happen fast, though. Yeah, I'm like, get <laughs> out. I'm like, I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah, it's just like you just gotta learn to just like stay calm in those moments. Yeah, and I, I didn't have that back then. That was yeah. like I was a year into my injury or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty early. Yeah. Man, so so you've just like post like post injury, you just got back to just like trying to do pretty much like everything that you were doing before so (laughs) the week i got out of the hospital um i went to a i used to race off-road like four-wheelers in the woods okay um in a series called gncc so i went to this gncc and they had side-by-side races like the Mm two-seater roll cage things okay and this (laughs) this guy that dan mcconaughey that we've been friends with for years always raced with when i raced atvs he's like you want to ride passenger I'm literally a week out of rehab. I'm like, let's go. Oh, my goodness. And so I'm getting the side-by-side. Holy by side. shit. You are like. I was like, let's go. But then it was so sick because Polaris jumped on board. Um, John Pellin of ATV Scene, he got going and got me a sponsorship to race. And I got to race in a single seat side-by-side for like the first three years I was paralyzed. It was sick. That is so cool. Yeah, you know, I lived it. It was it's seriously so fun. And you're just like ripping through the woods in this thing. I hand controls like, Oh my goodness. Oh, it was so much fun. And it cool. just, I, I think that because I went right back to racing, mm-hmm. I just had that. It was normal. And yeah. Then, and it helped me adjust so much quicker. I believe. Yeah. You just got right back in the normalcy as fast as possible. Right. Yeah. That's probably a good move. Yeah. Is that, is that like, that's what, yeah, yo, I, <laughs> my second week out, or uh, my second time in rehab, I don't recommend this for anybody, but I would sneak out on, my dad can pick me up on Sundays and I sneak out and go to driver's ed. So that way, this time when I got out of the hospital, so let me back up. <laughs> <laughs> when I got out of the rehab hospital, I went home and I was home for a week and I got an infection in my intestines called C. diff. 
and like yo it's the worst thing ever it kills people like it's a gnarly infection um the smell of it is ridiculous it's like you just poop non-stop and it's just the worst smell you've ever smelled they just treat it with antibiotics yo so i, ha- I had to go back in the hospital mm. i had to get iv um antibiotics gladiol and so i was in the hospital hospital for a week and then i got put back into rehab well, I had been home for a week. I knew what I needed. I needed a damn car. I needed to be able to live. Like, I need to be able to, I couldn't stay in that house. I was like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta be mobile. I gotta be on the road. But yeah. So I was like, I figured I contacted this guy. His name was Chet Diamond. He's a driving instructor. Yo, I loved him. He had pinky rings and he wore this like track tops. <laughs> Chet Diamond. I'll never forget his name because it just went with his whole getup. But I found his driving school for adaptive driving and my dad picked me up on Sundays. I told my nurse, I was like, yo, I got to go. You can give me my supplies or I can go without them, but I'm going. Like, I'm going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And so I'd leave on Sundays and go driving around. Well, one Sunday, I had to go pee. And I'm in the bathroom. I got my pants down, got on the toilet, a calf, do everything I have to do. But then I get back off and I can't get my pants back up. Well, Chet had another woman go into the bathroom to check on me because he's like, oh, shit, this girl done fell off the toilet. Like, you know? Yeah. And so um, this woman comes in. She's like, Jesse, you okay? I'm like, yeah, could you could you help me pull my pants up? So I had a stranger help me pull my pants up because I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Like I'm like, fuck, how do I do this? Like in the chair. I don't know what I'm doing because it was my first time out alone. I'm not even discharged from rehab. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just all brand new at that point. Yo, yeah. And so I just snuck out every Sunday, had driver's ed. So, well, good looking out by him. Yo, he was, Chet was the man. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I got my hand controls because you had to have dri- driver's ed done before you get hand controls. Okay. So I had my hand controls installed like two weeks after I was out of the hospital. So how do those work? Yo, they're so simple. It's like, um, mine are simple. So they connect to the pedals, but you could still use the pedals if you drove my car. Hmm. Um, and then it's a little bar that comes up and it's fixed. And you push down on it, like down, straight down to go. Okay. And then you push in on it to stop. Oh, so down to go and to stop. Yeah, but <laughs> Ebony, that's my car. She's luxury, okay? <laughs> She's plush. Let me tell you, she got adaptive cruise control. She got steering assist. She got the windshield wipers that go on by themselves. Ooh, all like, the bells and whistles. Yo, <laughs> my car got totaled in February, and this literally, I upgraded. She. <laughs> you have a reason. I love my car so much. Seriously, like, this is my first road trip in it, and I literally, the whole drive, I'm like, man, I love you so much, car. Like... It just it's just such a nice car and yeah. I'm just it, I feel so grateful that I even could, you know, get it and I'm like, wow. So, and from something bad, like I didn't want to total my car, honestly. Right. The thing was paid off. But nobody <laughs> wants a fucking car payment. Right. No. <laughs> and so I'm like, well crap. And I didn't obviously I didn't want to do that, but at the same time something good came out of it. Yeah, I mean I mean at least you had a reason to upgrade. You didn't just do it. I love that car so much. You got Yo, the bright lights. <laughs> you turn the bright lights on, <laughs> someone's coming towards you, or you go below 20 miles an hour, they shut off. How nice is that? Like, you don't have to keep clicking on things. Super nice. <laughs> oh, man. You can just roll and just, you'll, you'll, you'll always be able to see. Yo, yeah, it's and you so have, you don't got to be an asshole. Yeah, no, and other people, like, they'll be able to see, you know? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Cars are so smart. It's crazy. Cars are so smart. It's insane. I kind of want a Tesla. So it can drive me. Yo, I watched a podcast. I think it was the Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. That man is scary smart. Super genius. 
scary smart. I'm yeah. like, you are terrifying. I'm glad he exists, though. Yo, it's crazy. Yeah. I, what did he name his recent kid? Like, it was like some, like, math symbol or some Stop. Something, something really nerdy, weird <laughs> shit. And then, like, that'd probably be the only downside of, uh, of that person it's like you're you're putting out people and now you're like naming them <laughs> symbols but other than that he's doing some cool ass shit in the world he really is he's i I love the fact that he i think he gave away all the like all the patents or something like all the information for tesla right i think he open sourced it really yeah for free i didn't know that i'm pretty sure he did that so it's like he's just all about like the the betterment of the human society like we need people like that for sure he's very unique yo I think that just imagine if more people, so like today at the CrossFit gym, there was trash in the parking lot, right? And it was like three pieces of the trash. You know what I did? I picked it up and I threw it away. And like if I'm out like on a greenway and I see trash, I pick it up and throw it in the next trash can because it's like we got to do our part. That little bit, that's a little bit less trash on the ground. Like if we all as a a humanity (laughs) pitched in and did our part here and there, like – that's true. The world would be such a better place. Yeah, it would change exponentially yes. if, if everybody just did a little bit. Absolutely it would. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, how do we get to that place? <laughs> that would be really that'd be a great place to be, for sure. Do you uh I always hate when people like don't take the, the cart back at the, the grocery store yes i push it back i hope people feel like shit when they see my ass like yeah push it <laughs> get multiple carts <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i always that's that's always a pet peeve of mine yeah that that in trash for sure they leave it in the accessible aisle yeah of the accessible spaces parking spaces so they'll just like leave the cart there and if someone has a van and a cart's there, they can't get their ramp out. Yeah. Shoot, if the cart's there, I can't open my door wide enough to get my chair out. And yeah. It's like. <sighs> yeah. I think I think a lot of people forget that like those spaces are like there for a reason. They don't know. So what really needs to happen is when the doctor or whoever says that this person can have an accessible placard, they need to have like an instruction on how to park there like you need to park in the lines because we need the space to get our wheelchair out like right there's more purpose to this space right than just to like what what else would it be there for i just don't it just doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah yeah uh, was it i was thinking about like when you're coming over it it like it made me realize i'm like holy shit like like my house isn't like wheelchair like accessible and like and I, I how much of the world is oh <laughs> <laughs> like cuz you cuz you you don't think about things until you're in the situation right it's like it's it's so weird how we do that as humans it's like it's like like nothing like things can't happen to you until they do no matter what it is right. for whatever reason and then now you're in it and then it just like it just opens up. It's like holy shit, the the world is way different than I thought it was. <laughs> it makes <laughs> something funny. It made me realize anytime I like, I notice houses with wheelchair ramps. 
Yeah. I'm like, and if my if I have an able-bodied friend in the car with me, I'm like, look, that house is accessible, and they don't get it. But if I have a wheel friend in the car with me, I'm like, look, that house is accessible. They're like, dang, that's a nice house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it like changes house. It's a whole different, yeah, it's a whole different perspective because it's like, wow, there's a ramp there, and we get there. So like my best friend Jamie, um, she bought a ramp for her house for whenever they bought their new house. Oh, that's so cool. And so like she made sure I had a way to get in. Yeah. And she just above and beyond. And like that's the kind of people we need in our life. It's yeah. like people that will go just as far for you as you would for them. 100%. Yeah. It, it's just that support group again. Yes. Yeah. How important is your support group to just everything you're doing? Dude. Dude, it's so important. Like – Jamie, they just moved back home, so they live back in Massachusetts now, or in New Hampshire, and like she's like a thirteen-hour drive away, man. That's my best friend. Like I was, that's the only people during the pandemic. I'd go there once a week, and we'd have dinner together. Like mm. that's the only people I made time for in my week. And now I just don't make time for anyone. <laughs> we FaceTime, but it's just yeah. like now you get more time for yourself. Yeah, it's just like, but that was my person. Like we right. did seventy-five hard together. Mm. We, you know, we talk every almost every day like yeah that's just my person and yeah. it just is so hard when your your support network it's just not the same virtually you know it's right. like it's hard when they they're not there like yeah i don't just drive my 45 minutes and then go hang out for a couple hours there's just something about just physically being around people like, we need it we need it we so need we it we need each other we need human interaction and we need to see people smile yes like oh that yeah see a smile oh, share yes. a smile like I'm telling you, if you smile at someone, I do it in the car all the time, especially for my passenger. I'll look at somebody <laughs> and I'll like big cheese and grin. Yeah. It's like, and then they smile back, and yeah. I made that person smile. And you That's don't so know true. what kind of day they were having. Yeah, you're right. And they found a reason to smile. Like you could just literally brighten someone's day. Just be a better person. It's not that damn hard. It isn't. It really, really isn't. Just like, oh my god. So I, uh, I took my kids to the dentist the other day. <laughs> and uh i uh i forgot my mask in the car and i get i get in there i'm like oh god man i forgot my mask and they're like oh no worries we'll just give you one so like i'm sitting there waiting for, for them to give me a mask they never did the entire time like i'm at this dentist office everybody else around me had a mask they never made me put a mask on and uh but everybody was like super nice and like didn't make me feel weird. I felt weird. Like not yeah, having... that's crazy though. Think about that. I know. I didn't like. I I don't like the fact that I felt. I weird. don't like that either. I don't like the fact that I felt weird, right? But I did like the fact that they one they didn't like make me put on a mask. And I like they didn't make me feel weird about it. But it was just like such a friendly environment. Um, we have to stop wearing it. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I was smiling at everybody in there. That's, yeah, that's the what I, I do. That's what I was that's thinking about. I'm just like, I don't have a mask on. I'm like, I'm, I'm just, just so happy. Smile. Just right now. I'm, just smile. I'm like, nice to meet you. I can't see your face, but that's what I do in the grocery store. I literally just smile at everybody. Yeah. Um, I took an American Airlines flight the other week, and I, I mean, I didn't wear a mask through the airport. I didn't wear a mask on the plane. Talked to the flight attendants. They never asked me to put it on. Never oh, asked nice. to see anything. Nice. I flew the entire flight with no mask on. Did you feel weird at all about it? I did. Like the guy sitting next to me, you know, I was like worried about him. I'm like, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't I, cough. <laughs> I hate that. I feel that way. Like I'm just. I didn't want to like. I don't want to make someone else uncomfortable. And that's what the thing. We're so worried about other people's feelings that we're not willing to voice our own opinion. Right. Uh, but in return, like you're willing to be uncomfortable. Right. I was, I'm going for it. I was like, so my first flight to where, when I went out, um, I went through the Charlotte airport with no mask, got on the Southwest flight, 
they shut the cabin door and she's like, I'm going to need you to put this on. I'm like, all right. Um, no argument. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to argue with you, whatever. Right. You're just doing your job. So, again, I went through um, Little Rock Airport, <laughs> go through everything. The TSA agent asked, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Literally, I was like, I'm, I don't need to wear it. I'm good. <laughs> and and he's like, all right, have a yeah. good day. Yeah, and so, it's, it's like, not going to change if, right. if you don't and, push back. Unless we push back, exactly. I'm like, I'm good. So then I literally, I get on the aisle chair. So I got to transfer when I fly American to this little aisle chair, and they pull you to your seat. Mm-hmm. Southwest, they don't have assigned seating, so I just get the first one I can roll in in my chair. Yeah. And so they get me in that little seat, put me on the plane, everything. No one ever asked me. I talked to both flight attendants. They were super kind. Like, yeah. We were just kind. I shared a smile. They smiled under their mask. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> I wonder how many people wear it at this point just out of, like, the formality of. I think the habit. Yeah. It's just, like, this is just what we do now. We just wear masks. My mom, <laughs> I love her. But she's like, I'm going to wear it because I just, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, who? Are you getting in trouble by mom? By who? What the Right, f- just don't wear it. She's like, well, people will stare at me. Like, why the fuck does it matter? You want to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I see people in the grocery store that when I first see them, they have a mask on. I see them later, they take it off. Yeah. Hell yeah, take that shit off. Like, I need I need to see smiles. I have to. Like, I, that's it fuels me as yeah. an individual. And I'm yes. like, I just need to, to smile to someone and say, hey, you know what? I hope you're having a good day. Yeah. And, and I think the mask creates too much, um, you know, autonomy. Is it autonomy? Whenever, Auton- like, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, that's the word. I think that's the word I'm looking for. I think for. that's the word. But um, <laughs> it creates that, like, that this person is, is a complete stranger. And they're not mm-hmm. just, like, a normal stranger. It's like, I can't talk to that person. Yeah. It's like a barrier. It really is. And it just it needs to go. Yeah. I think it messes up our, our brain because I don't know, maybe it was a podcast I was listening to or what. But it was – they were talking about how – the like the brain it's set up like we register faces right so yes. we, we whether we know it's like friendly or not and and if we can't see the face like the full face like our brain doesn't really quite know how to register and it's almost like typically if something is is partially covered it's almost like a threat so it's like your brain is almost like false reading all these threats and it puts you in like this weird place probably like unconsciously that you're not even aware of it can't be good for your mental health overall. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. What about child development? Exactly. That's that's my thing. Um, Holy cow. Where, I just met a baby. Yeah, I just met a baby. And and she's like, you know, she, her mom made the comment of, yeah, she's not used to seeing maskless faces. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad to think about, like, children being scared of a normal face because they, they're not used to seeing it. Right. That is so vital for, like, development at that age right like to be able to learn faces i'm just curious the long-term effects it will have on on this generation that, that was born in the last year you know or, right. or between the ages of one and five let's say right or zero and five yeah that's true that's true i never really again just because i don't have any like young kids at that age i never really thought about that young of development with without seeing faces all the time like yeah, that's going to be interesting. In the next, like, you know, couple decades, we're going to have some interesting adults. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> interesting 30-year-olds, you know what I'm saying? Holy shit, man. Yeah, my kids are 10 and 12. So it's like, 
they're not I don't they're not that young, but I feel they're gonna get older and they're gonna definitely like talk about this time. They're gonna yeah. be like, Do you remember when like we were well, at it's school like and there's nine eleven? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like that was a very defining moment. But here's the thing, like nine eleven, like that was a, a very big event. Like for me personally, like in the I didn't know anybody like in that thing, like in like in those buildings. Oh, I guess you're more I don't know. It didn't matter. It was like. Well, I just mean like in the in the <laughs> fact like so like my day to day wasn't really like affected. Wasn't affected as a kid. So like with kids today like. Did you not get pulled out of school? Nope. Oh, okay. So it was a bigger deal. Where I grew up in northeastern Ohio, but like we got pulled out of school and everything. Really? Yeah. I went to school that day. Yeah, it's the same. And, like, they turned on the TVs at, like, yep. 10. I remember that. Yeah, and then next thing I know, our parents are coming to get oh, us. Oh, no, if we didn't do that. We were there all day. We were there all day. And then, like, I went home. But I just meant, like, so that that's a big day, right? Right. But, like, for, so my kids have been back in school for, they were virtual for the first, like, half of the school year for, wow. for the most part, right? So imagine going to school every day, and then now you're 100% virtual as a kid. And then now – and then they went to, like, a blended thing to where it was, like, they went, <laughs> like, two days a week and then two days virtual. So it is, like, within one day – so it was, like, four days of school, basically. And then now they go to school every day. I wonder what kind of education they were getting during that time. Probably very little. Very little as far as, like, what they are doing. We were constantly on them, making them do so much extra. I make them read and do so many different things. But, like, now that they're in school, and even then when they go to school, they do have to wear masks, but they have, like, a lot of the, the classrooms have, like, dividers. What? Like, on the desks. Right. So, like, imagine, like, sitting at a desk with, like, a plastic divider. And then now they're, like, everybody's spaced out. And, like, that's the reality of, like, kids in school today. So it's, like, it, it, oh it like, the entire reality is just completely different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we had a very big event, but I just, like... It didn't turn into, like... This has changed their entire reality for the whole year. Yeah. It's, like, I just can only imagine, like... So, like, that's what I think about. Yo, I, well, I don't have kids, so I don't. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's like, you don't, exactly. you don't, hey, don't fuck <laughs> me. Fuck, fuck those kids. <laughs> be fine. No, those the kids are going to take care of us for old age. Shit. Yeah, like. I know. But it's just like, man, the world has just changed in, in some crazy fucking ways. It's just the whole mentality. It's crazy to feel. I feel like an outlier because I want more from life. Yeah. Or because I expect more of myself yeah. than the status quo. Like, and I, I feel some type of way sometimes about it. Like, I'm just, I'm the weird one, you know? Yeah, well, we're all weird, but mm-hmm. you're a, but you kind of are an outlier if you think about it. And yeah. I mean, because the status quo is just kind of. But why? Why is it that way? Life is, I've been there. And there's a the thing, like, I've been there. I yeah. get it. I get it. It's the easy, it's the easy path. Yeah. But I'm like, damn, man, there's just so much more on this side. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like when you know how awesome things could be, oh. you just want other people just to know it, too. They have to experience it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Just some people just don't. I don't know. I wonder what it is that just make people just, just, you know, they're just satisfied with just doing the, just the, the status quo. The bare minimum. Yeah, the bare minimum. That's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. I don't know what that driver is. Like, why? Why? It's just the easy. It's it's just because they think it's the easy, but in reality, 
It's like you're going to have pain either way you yeah, go. Yeah, you just got to pick your hard. Yeah, well, I, I think I like, the, I like the hard of, like, grinding. Yeah. Like, let's go. I told my buddy Richard, I'm, I'm going down to Atlanta to go stay with him for a few days. And um, I, I planned a wheel meetup in Atlanta. So I host meetups with my nonprofit, Wheel With Me Foundation. Um, and the goal is to bring the local community together. It's just so important. So we had a grill and chill in Charlotte last week. Oh, that's awesome. I saw the pictures. Yeah, it was so sick. And then um, we're having a meetup at an art gallery in in Atlanta. Oh, and that's so rad. Yeah, it's going to be sick. I'm so excited. But Richard's like, you didn't tell me about this meetup. I was like, yo, it was like a last minute idea. <laughs> He's like, I thought you were vacationing. <laughs> I'm like, it's a vacation. It's fine. Like, yeah. we, I don't know how to not work because I get, I love it. I yes. love, I love all the things I'm doing to grow my brand. Now, do I like my day job? Sometimes I like the people I work with. I don't necessarily like customer service, but at the same time, like, it allows me to work on the things I want to work on. Right. And, yeah. And those things are moving me closer to where I want to be. Yeah, it's fueling the dream. It has right. a purpose, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, whenever I started actually like st- like working on my own things. I started like I just I started like saying this thing that like work is a thing like you that you get to do not a place that you have to go just because typically yeah. like you just associate it with like the nine to five oh I have to go to work I have to go to work I have to go to work it's, and and for some people I mean I, I guess that is their reality but like I just I just made this mental shift it's like all right it's like I I get to do these things like I get to have these conversations I get like, to, yeah I get to I get to edit this I get to promote this I get to go travel and do this thing it's like. You get to go, like, it's a thing I get to do. Like, it's not a place that I just have to go. And that that mental shift was definitely, like, it was a big game changer for sure. I feel like when you work for yourself, it's easy to be lax on yourself. Yeah. Um, But when you work for someone else, it's easy just to bitch about it and, like, be even more lax on yourself. Well, this is this is how it has to be. Oh, I'm miserable, but this is how it has to be. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't, it's just crazy. It just doesn't have to be that way. You just have to be willing, like you said, choose your heart. And too many people just go with the norm and they're just like, whatever. And I guess that's why there's only so many entrepreneurs that make it. <laughs> it's not an easy road. No. It's not an easy road. The amount of times you just want to throw everything up and just say, fuck it. Oh, my God. It's such a roller coaster. Yeah. It is such a roller coaster. Just emotions. All the time. It's literally <laughs> just like nonstop. And I'm like, yo, chill, emotions, chill. <laughs> like, I just, like, there's some days where I'm just so, like, I'm pretty much positive most of the time about my disability, but, like, there's around my cycle, I get a lot more pain and I'm not feeling the best, you know? And so I'm like, those days I'm super hard on myself. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Ah, nah. <laughs> just like, I thought I was standing. And I just bitch all day, right? But then I move on from it the next day and it's like back to positive power. All right, let's go. Let's get back in the grind. Let's work yeah. out. Like, and I try not to let those days consume me. And it's sick to see the growth there where those days don't consume me as more. Like I feel bad. I allow myself like five minutes to feel bad. And I'm like, all right, back to it. Let's go. Yeah. Things to do. Yeah. I think that's important too, right? Like not every day is a good day. No, it's not. You know, there's days you fill up and you're like, man, I don't want to do any of this shit, but you still have to show up because if you don't show up, then you're going to feel even worse than you already do. And then it's a vicious cycle. Like right. show up, man, show up for you. It's mm-hmm. not about anyone else. It's about you. And that's why I tell people, I'm like half the shit I say, most of the shit I say on my social media is for me. Like, yeah. it's just like a little reminder, like, Hey Jesse, yeah. pull your head out of your ass. This like, is the message you want to hear. Right. And so like, 
it's it's for me, but I'm sharing it with you because I know I'm not alone. Yeah, like you're in, we're in this together. That's why it resonates because it's authentic in that way. Yeah, that's what I mean because it's the truth. Like, right. It's just it is what it is, and that like people just don't get it. Be you, man. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in class. It's like it's like if you have the question, probably five other people have the question. So it's like if you're feeling it, probably there's a lot of other people who feel that way too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So definitely people can relate in that way. It's like use your words. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's so rad you're just doing so many cool things yeah you're, life is so good you're doing the speaking yeah you have your non-for-profit yeah that's my favorite thing <laughs> that's your favorite yeah yeah i just love um i love serving my community and just serving right like, yeah and just helping people giving people the confidence to to get after their life i think that's probably one of my favorite things to do i've been uh using the first form app and doing the coaching in there. Okay, and, that's cool. Oh, you know, I have a wheelchair user who lost like thirty pounds almost. Um, I have another individual. She told me last week how much she's starting to love her body. Like, yeah, yo, that makes you feel yo, good, right? Yes, I'm just like hell yeah, we're doing it, you guys. We're doing it. <laughs> Changing lives, literally. Yeah. And we're and it's, but we're a team in it, and I yes. think that's the most beautiful thing about it is like we have our group calls and they all have the same struggle and they're all connecting and it's just so beautiful to see like. We're a team. We're right. in this together. Right. Yeah. Having having those people that you can rely on and that like that accountability group, like that, it definitely is the. It will be the defining moment for a lot of people. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, cause cause people can rely on you and you can rely on them, right? And it just makes you so much stronger. Yes, hands down. It's like, if you if you have someone saying, hey. Like, you don't want to disappoint anyone else, you right. know? That's just the way the human psych set up. Yeah, yeah. it's easy to disappoint yourself if you're by yourself. Right. You're just, oh, ah, fuck it. And yeah. it's crazy that we we worry more about others than we do our own being. And it's like, you can't do anything for anyone else unless you take care of you first. That's true. I got really selfish really quick when 75 hard during yeah. that time. <laughs> you don't have a damn choice. You're like, shit. That's true. That's very, very true. I always have to strike this balance because it's like, I don't naturally have empathy. Like, it's just not me. No. Like, I just feel like, just cut your fucking excuses. Like, you can get it done. Whatever it is you want to do, you can truly do it. Again, just set your mind to it, and you can do it. And it's, uh, so it's not, it's not like a natural thing for me to feel. But whenever, like, whenever I'm, like, if, like whenever I first get done with 75 hard, I've, I've done it twice. And I'm just, like, I've, I've almost no empathy at that moment. <laughs> And it's like I have to strike this this balance of like like being an asshole. Like I almost feel like I'm too much of an because <laughs> I just don't, but it's like so I try to strike the balance of like having empathy and like and like just trying to be nice to people and like still be efficient and like just get after it type shit. So it's just it's just it's a it's a weird balance for me. But it's uh yeah man, you just feel so fucking good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's just like save the excuses. Let's just get it done. Right. You have no patience for them damn excuses. I'm yeah, yeah. Literally, I just feel like I can conquer anything I set my mind to. You're and right. It's just you feel so powerful, and it's just like, why wouldn't you want to feel this way? Yeah. This is a damn good feeling. Right. Like, when you feel unstoppable, like, there's literally nothing you won't try. Right. And just. And you know, in this, and you know it to be true. Like this is the truth, and like this is the way. Right. <laughs> this is how it is. Yeah. Like just follow this, and you can get here too. And then you help people do that, and it's just like fucking everybody's just kicking ass. Yo, and that's what it should be. We should all be kicking ass, and whatever we're passionate about. Yeah. Hands down, like let's go. But too many people just won't commit to them. Yeah. It's like commit to yourself, you lunatic. What What do you think's holding people back? Their fear. 
their fear of who they're going to be, of where they're going to go, of not having that comfort, of the unknown, like, am I going to be able to do this? Their mistrust in themselves because they've let themselves down so much. Yeah. I mean, they just, like, there's no way. I know me. Well, recreate your narrative. You know, right. we're capable of that because I was the same way. I'd start something, never finish it. Like, that's the one of the main reasons I was so proud of 75 Hard. Like, I finished that shit. It's I followed not, through. That's not an easy thing to finish. <laughs> there were some days, yo. This, okay, this, the last, the second to last week, I was on day like 64, 65. And I was speaking for Wellspec, the catheter that I used. And uh, we're in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's 9 p.m. at night. That morning, we started in Jacksonville, Arkansas. So I did my workout at the hotel there, my morning one. It was raining. I was like, I'm going to beat the rain. It was cool. Dumb. <laughs> 9 p.m. at night, I'm wheeling. The person I was with, he's like, nah, I'm not going to. I was like, walk with me for like 30 more minutes. We walked home from dinner, so that was the start. It was like 15 minutes. I was like, come on, just walk with me. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to bed. Yo, my ass pushed for 30 minutes in the dark at 9.30 at night oh, in shit. Little Rock, downtown Arkansas. Most terrified I've ever oh been. I've never goodness. pushed so fast in my life, I don't think. Fuck. I'm telling you what. Yeah. I was on some other strength at night because I was like, they're going to get me. Like, <laughs> my biggest fear as a wheelchair user, no lie, is getting either raped and killed or put into the sex trade. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I mean... That's some heavy shit. For real. Yeah. I'm vulnerable as hell, man. And like, is that I mean, common? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, chicks getting snatched. I'm probably too old these days, but I, it's still a fear, man. I'm still a pretty girl. And if someone's feeling froggy, you know, they could definitely leap. And I'm like, it's true. I don't want to be a victim. The world is scary. <laughs> fucking, well, see, the, the fact that you have that mentality is why you probably won't. Yo, I pay attention, man. Yeah. I'm keep, like, keep the head in the swivel. I was like, I, I couldn't skip. I'm like, I'm going to take 65. There's no fucking way I'm failing now. No, no. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. Like, I, I, I packed food with me for this trip to make sure, make sure I hit my macros. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. I wasn't playing. I'm like, I, you, when you fail once, especially when you get 34 days in. Oh, my gosh. Yo, the second, like, I was 34 days in. I'm like, hell yeah, halfway through. Like, yeah. Let's go. Like, let's keep going. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, you're just starting to feel it. I can only imagine just, like, my heart would just be so, like, in my stomach. It was. I was more upset about not failing 75 hard than wrecking my car. Hands oh, really? down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just such a long journey. I had I had dreams that I failed. Same. Did you? I had dreams that I drank, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, I had dreams that I ate Snickers. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was not happy. I was not happy. You but wake up, and you're so mad. You're like, fuck, how could I do this? Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that real? Did I really do that? Like, oh, no, it's not. It was it was just a dream. It was just a dream. Just kidding. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because you just don't want to fail it. I mean, you just put so much work into it. And you just, like, I feel like you just dedicate so much time to you. Yeah. Like, that was the most real thing. I'm like, I gotta dedicate this much time to me more often. Like, yeah, this is how to do it. Right. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I pretty much just do it the same time every year. I usually start it, like, immediately after the 4th of July and just... Really? Yeah. What I've a, done it for the last two years. Why, why do you start at that time? Um, I don't... So, previously, it's because I was drinking and... And I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to, like, the 4th of July has just always been, like, a, a thing for me. Like, just a thing. We always just, like, drink and barbecue and just have a good time. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, I want to do that. But usually by that time, I've drank so much during the summer. Like, the first year, anyway, I, I did this. I was drinking, and I had drank so much. And then, like, I get so swollen, like, just, 
my, my body's swollen, just all this inflammation. I just feel like shit. Mm. And, like, I know how good I feel whenever I'm on it, just from, like, fighting and training for so many years. Um, so I was like, man, like, let, let me do this program. Like, I already tried to do it a few times before, but, like, unsuccessfully because, like, I would do it for, like, a day, and then I'd fail because mm. I wasn't ever really serious. But I was like, man, I just, I just want to fucking feel good. And, like, I, I knew just logically doing everything with 75 hard would, would put me, like, where I need to be. Exactly. So I fucking did it the one year, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> and then um, and I was like, all right, well, fuck, I'm, I, I drank for the 4th of July, and this was last year. And I was like, well, I want to fucking I – just, I just need to get back on it because I felt myself slipping. Like, I wasn't too far off, but, like, I just – I wasn't as good as I was whenever I did 75 hard the year before. So I did it again. But I decided that, uh, like, I'm not going to drink anymore. So I haven't drank since the last 4th of July. So wow. I'm coming up on a year. Like, I probably just won't drink anymore. Yeah. I always – it's something I've always wrestled with because – and I still do, actually, because I still might because, like, socially, like – It's accepted. That's what pisses me off is, like, alcohol is socially accepted. Yes, it is. And it's, it's something that you do. It's okay to do with your right. friends, you know? But it's, like <laughs> – it's yeah. so bad. It makes you feel like shit. It's like mm-hmm. I never I, feel I can't good get after out of bed I do the it. Next day. Yeah, I always feel so. That's the thing. Like, like same with diet. Like, I, I when I don't do it, I feel so good, and then I do it once, and I immediately feel it. like my fucking my joints hurt, my hands hurt, my elbows hurt. Like, I just feel swollen, and um, I just there's no real benefit to drinking, but it is like the social thing to do. It's like oh, so it's and then I'm just like ah oh, fuck man, like maybe I just drink like every once in a while, but. I'm at the where I stand right now. Like I'm just probably not gonna drink anymore. Don't do it. Yeah. So like I, I support it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm coming up on a year of like not drinking. So that's huge. So now it's just like I just figured like yeah I'll just kind of do it around that time. Just kind of like every year, just like as like a ritual, just to like reset and just stay on my shit. Yes. Yeah. I support that. So I support all of it. Not drinking all of it. Well, just because like, man, alcohol really, you watch it destroy people. Like it's it. It's not good. No. It's not good. No. At all. At all. I agree. <laughs> I agree. People use it to escape their reality, and that's that's probably the saddest thing, uh, the way it could be used, I believe. Like they literally, they just use it because they're just not happy. Some people do. It's yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not against, like, I feel like humans in general want to alter consciousness, just for whether it's you want to get your daily coffee because you like to like it's as a pick me up or you you know if if people like to smoke cannabis or psychedelics or you you can't keep drugs out of prison right like one way or another people usually find a way to like alter their consciousness in some way some are accepted some aren't for whatever reason but like it's just i feel like it's just part of like the human experience so it's like I feel like some people want to enjoy it, so I don't want to like tell you like not to do it. Like you live your life, do your I know, existence. I do you, but I'm yeah, good. Do your existence, but yeah, it's like there are a lot of ways to alter your consciousness that just don't make you feel like shit. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm like, saying? If you if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna like get away from your reality, we got we got natural ways. You know, you don't yeah. you don't have to drink yourself into oblivion. Yeah. And that's it's just sad because you you know you see the your loved one turn into this person that you don't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's, when it gets out of hand, it, it there's just there's just no real upside, you know, like to to drinking excessive amounts of alcohol. Like 
when when I feel like when somebody's stuck in that negative loop, it, and they're they're seeking like refuge in like a substance like that, it's it's there's usually some sort of trauma to it. Right. Yeah. That's they like, need to just go ahead and address that shit. Yeah, you gotta address like the actual issue, <laughs> right? Like that's probably like most people's shit. Right. You gotta you gotta address the issue. Right. Yeah. I think seventy five hard kind of helped me with that. Yes. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't you can't lie about your shit. You come out. You gotta get you done. Just, you gotta get it done. You come out a different person. Yeah. I don't know. And like the amount of honesty that it creates in you too. It's like, all right, I gotta be like, yeah, nothing but the truth here. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so awesome. And then that's what fucking got you here. Like that's what brought you to like St. Louis when when with fucking uh, first form brought you in in September. Yeah. Yeah, in September, right? Like, and then. Shout out to Rob Acosta for like yeah. connecting oh, us, right? Like, <laughs> it's just amazing, like the decision you make and then like the path it can set you on. Right. It's like it's just one. So there's a charity event at home called Beers and Burpees. It's a charity CrossFit event, and I was registered for that. But then I literally won the trip to HQ, and I was like, yo, this is an opportunity lifestyle because I listened to Andy's podcast. And I'm like, oh, man, this is some real shit. Like, yeah. during the pandemic, I had nothing else to do. Listen to podcasts. <laughs> and so I was like, damn. And then I, didn't, I like, put two and two together that, oh, he, he's the dude with first form. Like, I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. And then I met him. And I was like, yo, your podcast, like, yeah. just changed my life, man. Thank you. <laughs> like, and it was just cool to just to have the opportunity. And, like, had I not done that, I wouldn't have been connected with you. I wouldn't have been connected with Rob. Yeah. The other people that won um, – Jenna, like I talk to her almost weekly, you That's know, so cool. it's the relationships it builds. And then it encouraged Tyler, the kid that I'm here for to reach out to me and be like, Hey, how do I do a tough mutter? And I'm like, well, I got the gear and come on out. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, like all these connections came from this one experience. You, right. like, you just have to be willing to let them in and, and right. embrace the abundance. Just be open to experience. Yes. 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 There's, there's abundance of experiences. I think people put too much limitation on everything life has to offer. They really do. It's, it's just that difference between a growth mindset and, and having that, uh, what's the, what's the other fucking, what's the opposite? Uh, um, pessimistic. Um, uh, I don't know what the opposite is. Cause I'm only on the gross shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Fuck the other mindset. I can't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even think of the other name. So who gives a shit? Oh my God. It'll come to me later, but either way, it's the opposite, right? Like scarcity mindset. Yes. Right? Okay. That's that, it. Yeah. That yeah. sounds right. I'll take it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So there's an abundance, right? You just got to fucking tap into it. Mm. There's enough to go around for everyone. Yes. And I think just more people need to embrace that. Like, encourage your peers, man. Yes. Let's lift one another up. Like, I had that rant on Instagram, and uh, this other wheelchair user who has a wheelchair dance team called the Rollettes, uh, that she's out of California. Her name is Chelsea Hill. She sends me a message, and she's like, yes, bitch, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. And she's just, like, so hype. And I'm like, that's what we need to do. Like, we yes. need to lift one another up. And, like, to hype each other up, you know? Yeah. Just support each other. Just because my opinion doesn't agree with your opinion doesn't mean that we can't still support each other. Right. Like, I have plenty of people that I disagree with on a political matter, but I still love them. Like, right. it doesn't change our friendship. It doesn't change that we support each other, lift each other up, right. encourage each other. Yeah. Since when do we all have to think the same? Right. And that's the issue. I don't know where this came from, but this kind of goes somewhere. I'm yeah. done with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not about that. Like, no. God, diversity in thought. Right. Yeah. 
Right. We are allowed. That's how you. That's how we grow and develop more thoughts. Right. Like, that is. That's. That's like the the catch twenty two of of social media. It, like if you use it correctly, yeah. you can connect with some really fucking awesome people, but it can also become just an echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just just confirmation bias. Well, that's what I told um, my buddy Richard on the when he called me yesterday. I was like, man. I follow things I don't agree with. Like, I yeah. follow the hashtag Democrat. I follow the hashtag ableism. fucking hate that word. Um, <laughs> I hate it. It's like a crutch the community uses, and I'm just over it. But what, is like, it, what, is it what does it mean? So, me in, ableism? realistically, it's like society's perception of disability, right? Like, that we can't do it, or they have that certain perception, and then it ends up we're not ex- accessible but people are using it in like other contexts and they're using it to attack people it's like i got called ableist because i made a post saying that we're not entitled to government benefits and it pissed a lot of people off and they call and they start name calling with it and i'm like that is not the proper way like you know what's ableist hollywood hiring able-bodied actors play disabled people when there are plenty of trained disabled actors out there yes like that's ableist but that's a real example right me posting about how we're not entitled to government benefits and like we need to be able to get off of them and live a full life like i understand there's certain situations and like what if the government had a program yeah let's ask for a solution give us a program to get off your damn benefits right rather than keeping us trapped oh wait that goes against their agenda (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i don't get me started there (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh shit i didn't even know that was a thing yeah yeah that's like a real word and it's just it's I follow the hashtag because I like to read the posts and, right. and like just confirm that I'm still where I need to be. Like, but yeah. you need to know what other people are thinking. Right. And like, there's some things I agree with. Like, I I shared one that I agreed with with that hashtag. Right. I was like, whoa! Finally, an ableist post I agree with. Well, I mean, it helps to have all the perspectives, right? I mean, right. It's like, well, I mean, if you only have one side, then how can you really form a, a thorough opinion? Right. You know, how do you really know what you think? Right. Yeah. Right. No, it, it, you're just forming an opinion off of what other people told you to do if you don't look at the other side or right. listen to it. Like, you don't you don't have to agree with everything other people have to say, but, like, you you need to at least listen. Right, yeah. I like to consume pretty much all content. Yeah. And then, like, I'll, I'll process it. I'm like, if I don't agree with something, I, I sit there and I have to ask myself, like, why don't I agree with this? Right. Like, why yes. am I feeling so much resistance? I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling a lot of resistance to what you're saying right now. <laughs> like, I, why am I feeling this way? Is it valid? <laughs> I just try to do that, but it's like sometimes it's hard. It's like, why is this hitting me like this? Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, am I fucked up? <laughs> no. And you question yourself because it seems like there's because they're so loud. It seems like there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the minority that's the loudest. Right. Uh, the, I'm like, can you stop? <laughs> yes, please. I'm like, damn. Just let us live. Right. Dang. I just want to live each day. Like, stop. I'm. I'm just so sick of the labels. Like, it's like. Stop labeling people ableist. Like, just let them be. Not everybody's going to understand. I didn't know what the hell it meant. I would, shit, I didn't think disabled people could live a life. We had a, I worked for an orthodontist before I was paralyzed, and we had a patient who had a spinal cord injury. Sometimes he'd come in on his crutches. Sometimes he'd come in on his wheelchair. And I was like, damn, his life must suck. Literally thought that to myself. And then I get paralyzed. Guess who's the first family I reach out to? Oh, shit. Like, yeah. they know, you know, and I knew them on a personal level. And it was like his life was full. He played basketball. He traveled. He goes to school. He just learned to drive. Like, and it's right. like they, they gave me confidence that there was so much that I could do from this chair. And it's right. like, 
it's up to us to break that stigma. That's what these people have been raised to believe or they automatically believe because we're not the norm. Right. But we can still live a full life. We just, you know, we got to work a little hard to show people that until it's normalized. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can still, you can still very much live a very full and active life. Exactly. I didn't know that either. And again, I had the stigma. Yeah. Like I, I let myself get overweight. I ate like shit. I partied every night. I drank almost every day. Like, yeah. And in my body took a toll on it. And now that I have everything under control, as far as how much I'm taking in, how much water I consume, all the activity, like I feel better than I ever have, yes. even with pre-paralysis. Yeah. Again, it's just the stories we tell ourselves. Right. And we, we justify it so much. Yeah. Stop justifying it to yourself. Just cut the bullshit out. <laughs> Be like, look, bitch, get your shit together. That's literally what I tell myself. I'm like, all right, listen, bitch. Because bitch is an endearing term to me. Like, <laughs> all my bitches. <laughs> when used properly. Right. That's what I'm saying. And so I'm like, look, bitch, it's time for you to get your shit together and be that bitch. Like, let's go. And I, I give myself pep talks all the time because I'm okay. like, oh, you gotta okay. get it together. That's what I, do. I do that all the time. That's my go-to. Okay, okay. Let's do it. All right, it's time. <laughs> this is so my go-to. I'm like always dancing, always just like let's go because it's it's up to us to be that initiative because no one else gives a shit if you succeed or not. No one cares. Not at all. No. The only person that cares is you. That's it. But you're just out here seeking approval from everyone else. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck do, the your, do your own thing, man, and, and live the life that you want to live for you. 100%. Don't let other people control it. That's what pisses me off. I'm like, Dad, stop letting other people control your life. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come to the dark side. <laughs> just, just take fucking ownership. Mm. I read um, the Jocko Willink book. Yeah, Extreme Ownership. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that up there. That was a solid. It's a good read. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read... Um, eight books during 75 oh nice yeah nice nice yeah the best one um was lou holtz i can't remember what it was called but he was um a notre dame college football coach okay and it was just a really i finished I it in a week it was a solid read I mean, is he the coach like whenever they're just like their dynasty years yeah from like 93 cr- on just or something. Crushing yeah it. yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one. I'll have to read check it. that out. Read it. It's so good. You say Lou Holt? Lou Holtz. Holtz. L-O-U-H-O-L-T-Z. Holtz. Okay, cool. So good. Lou Holtz. I'll check it out. Have to. Like, All right. I'm always just trying to find books to add to the list. I want to reread it because it was, again, I finished it in a week and it was like that thick, but I, oh, really? yo, yeah, I just couldn't put it down. It was like two chapters at a time. I couldn't stop reading. Oh, I had to nice. stop myself from reading. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely been a handful <laughs> of books that it's just, it's just so hard. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite books of all time is Shoe Dog by uh, Phil Knight, who uh, made, Ni- it's about Nike and okay. how he made Nike. I just he he's a really good storyteller. He just he just told the story just really really well, and um, I just I couldn't recommend it enough. It's just one of my favorite books, hands down. Shoe Dog. My favorite book of all time is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. He was oh in, great book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is my all time for sure. I love the way he tells the story. Holy shit! Like the way that he goes into how missions were botched yes and 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 there's just like just so much learned i i have it on audiobook and no lie i listen to it at least two to three times a year i also have it on audiobook too <laughs> i got I just so i first got it on audiobook and then i'm like i need to get the printed version i'm like this book is just so good i'm like this i was like this information is so valuable like so i bought it and i'm gonna do this thing with my son so he's he's about to turn 13 in july and um so in a few years he's probably gonna want a car so i'm gonna 
pay him $50 to read a book, but I have to choose the book. So, like, I'm going to give him certain books, like Shoe Dog here, or, like, like Split Never Split the Difference, just, like, the books that I wish I would have read whenever I was really young. Yes. And then he can, like, put it in and start saving towards a car. So I just I, – I try to buy certain books that I for sure want him to read. Never Split the Difference is definitely, oh, like – The Lou Holtz book, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he The Lou Holtz book, too, is – like I said, it's a good one. And then um, there was another one by another football coach. Uh, Darren Donnelly was his name. Darren Donnelly. Yeah, and it was, like, something about Warrior – but it was so good. Think like a warrior. That one okay. was good too. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Out. I didn't like. I'm not in a football or anything. But the way they tell the story and you just, just like the mentality. Sense. Yeah, and I think both of them are kind of um, just faith driven. Like how mm. how much your faith interacts with your own life. Whatever you like, Lou Holtz one's really good about whatever you believe in. Okay. And um, it just like that's something that really resonates with me. Like it's just because I'm I've I've given my life to God. I'm like, show me what you need me to do. Oh, you know it'd be a good book. Here, I want to give you this book. <laughs> it's called The Warrior's Faith. It's really it's it's about a Navy SEAL. Um, his name is Ryan Job, and he was um he was uh, shot in the face in um, Iraq, and he was blinded, and then he ended up going on to like climbing mountains and i think maybe he ran a marathon did a whole bunch of really cool shit he's blind um he was a navy seal really it's a really good book um it's right up that right up the alley what you're talking about though yeah um and the the author kind of throughout the books kind of like draws like parallels between him and like the book of job um just because like all the adversity and still having faith and, and still pushing forward and stuff so it was pretty cool and it just happened coincidentally his last name was also job that's crazy yeah really good book you can thank you thank you i love that that's like because again that's something that resonates with me like yo when it's even when it's, i go outside right now when it's warm i love warm weather and the sunshine when the sun hits your skin and you just feel you know you feel it it's yeah. good and I literally, every time I go outside and the sun hits my skin, I just start crying because I'm just so grateful for the sunshine. <laughs> like, my gratitude is so big that I just, I break out in tears because I'm just, it. like, overwhelmed with gratitude. And I just, I feel very fortunate. That'll like, change your life. It's crazy. Like, having a gratitude practice. Yo, I just, I'm just so... I do I, that. It's it's so crazy how yeah. you feel so good all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. I, um... Like, just recently, like, my car that I have out there, like, isn't, like, I drive that, that SUV. Like, it's not brand new, but it's, like, it's newer, and I, I, I bought it cash, so I don't, like, owe anything on right. it. But it's way nicer than the car I had before then. So, like, anytime I'm in that car, I'm just, like, oh, my God, this is just, like, so much nicer than my last it's car. Like me with- <laughs> I'm just, like, yeah, I'm just, like. Man, I just I just don't want to like take advantage of like I don't want to take it for granted. Like it right. just every time I'm driving, I'm like yes, this is just way better than my last car. It's like I try to be so careful getting my shirt in and out, and there's like there's inevitable dings on the door frame. Yeah, but I'm like, oh no, yeah, no, yeah, not to my car. <laughs> it's like this big theatrical thing. I'm like, shit. Yeah, but just that daily practice. It is. You just. We don't realize how much we truly have to be grateful for. Like, right. I'm grateful that I could just get stronger, that I had, that I have fitness equipment, that I have access to a gym, yeah. like that I, I have found the first form app in my Transformers. My Transformers fill my soul, man. I didn't know how much something could really, like, I didn't understand, oh, you'll find your purpose when you find it. Like, between Wheel With Me Foundation and then the My Transformation app and doing the Transformers, like, those two things 
gave me confirmation of I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You're on your path. Yeah, because it just the feeling, man. I I needed the confirmation by the my transformation stuff. <laughs> I knew, you know, I, I second guessed it with Will being like, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Is this true? Like, am I really feeling this? And then just helping people achieve their fitness goals, both able-bodied, disabled, and then seeing them come together and just seeing each other as peers, fitness peers, rather than yeah, you know, like what their physical ability was. Well, your positivity is like, it's contagious. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, like you come in here smiling, like it makes me smile. It's like, like yeah. yeah, fuck. You're just, you just, just, your personality is just so fun. <laughs> it's just, you know, we just have to make the best of each day. And I think yeah. too many people don't, don't realize that and don't lead with that. And I'm like, you know, would I ever choose to be a paraplegic? Absolutely not. No, I, I miss having control of my bladder more than anything in this world. Yeah. But at the same time, it's given me so much that I would never undo it. And it's like, regardless of if I'm I'm walking or I'm paralyzed, I would have shitty days. Right. I would have shitty moments. That in that moment, it felt just as bad as being a paraplegic. So why not just, you know, address those shitty days and then move on from them and embrace the life that you've been given. Right. And so that's what I do. I just like, I embrace this. I, when I was water skiing, I also, my foot got caught up somehow and I like kind of messed it up and I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> so I got x-rayed and, um, when I was in the emergency room, cause I only, if I go have to go to the hospital, I only go to the main hospital, the trauma center where I went when I was paralyzed. Cause small hospitals never know how to deal with you. Like what? What spinal cord injury? What's that? I don't know. Do you know what? <laughs> it's like there's loss. Okay, it's literally like fire. Like they're like, what do I do? What does this mean? <laughs> so I always go to the trauma center, and I go there, and the nurse is checking me in. I'm like, yeah, and she's like, so you know, why are you paralyzed? And I'm like, oh, I was in a motorcycle accident in 2015, and she's like, wait, do you have tattoos of stars up your side? And I was like, yeah, that's me. She's like, girl, you're a miracle. And, like, to have her say that to me, I was just like, she's like, I was in the room. Like, I had to get the supplies. I didn't think you were going to make it past the ICU. And I'm like, that, it was like, (laughs) gravity, how serious it truly was. Yeah, like, I didn't realize how fucked up I was because I was asleep for four or five days. Like, you know, I was out. I gave my body time to recover, but I guess I was pretty fucked up. Whoa. (laughs) And so, like, I'm truly, truly, truly lucky to be here and i have to live each day with that mindset like this is what it is you know and this is i got wheels and if i get out of the wheels i get out of the wheels but yeah. in, the, in the meantime i got these bomb ass wheels that i custom yeah sick you know, ass like, fucking purple and, and pink. pink with these uh the they're Dope called decals on yeah them and... tc push rooms we got the custom graphics that would go on a car Ugh. you know i designed these um spinergy wheels they have like a design thing on that's their super, website. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, and you can design, like, whatever wheels. Like, they have finance options and everything. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. here, try these push rims. Like, <laughs> Here's some wheels. And I'm like, heck, yeah, Hell thank yeah, you. let's do it. That's They're awesome. Sick. Yeah. yeah. It's sick. You could trick it out. And I'm like, damn, look at me. <laughs> hey. This chair gets so much because it has um, shocks on it. I used to go to the skate park. Oh, wow. I, I wasn't good. I face planted a lot. But really? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, there's a video. You are intense. <laughs> <laughs> there's a video on the Instagram account. It's like girls getting hurt, and she reposted it. It's literally me on a half pipe, and I dropped the wheelie too soon, so I literally just go, boom, straight to my face. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's the sound I made. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, probably so. Oh my goodness. Oh man, you're daring as fuck. Yo, I just want to. I'm gonna have a good time. I was like, let's go. Yeah. A minute to win it. I I got to jump um my chair into a foam pit. That was sick. I really oh. wanted to try and flip, but I just I couldn't get it. Yeah. I could probably do it now with my core strength improved. I'm, I'd be willing to try it. It's worth a shot. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> To the phone pit. To the phone pit. <laughs> Dang. Well, Jesse, thank you so much. Well, let's, uh, this is, I want to be respectful of your time, and uh, we've been going for quite a while now. This has been such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for having oh, me. Oh, my goodness. Um, what's next? Like, what is there anything you want to, like, plug, promo? Yo, yeah. Like, what's coming up? All right. So I'm going to need you guys, if you have a wheelchair-using friend, have them subscribe to the Wheel With Me Foundation newsletter. You can find that at wheelwithmefoundation.org. Um, just subscribe to it. They'll be notified of when we host. We host empowerment weeks for free for okay. wheelchair users. So our last one was just the other week, and um, we had at-home workouts, growth mindset, how to become an actor with a disability, and how to become an advocate, wheelchair Zumba, and we had meet up. And so other wheelchair users donate their time and their expertise for us to that's cool yeah it's sick i love it we started it in february and it's it's been really good and kenda gives away a set of tires every single day oh wow yeah so we had like manual wheelchair users that won tires every day oh that's awesome it's i'm telling you dude i'm i'm just doing god's work like for <laughs> real it's it's i'm truly truly blessed so um if there's any wheelchair users please 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 sign up for our newsletter um, you can find me at Jesse Strawham. That's J-E-S-I-S-T-R-A-C-H-A-M. And my sister and I are launching a coffee company called Daily Joe Coffee Co. You can find us at Daily Joe. We are not fully launched yet, hopefully this summer. Um, but we just want to be the positive start to your day, your Daily yeah, Joe. That's awesome. And I'll put <laughs> I'll put like links in the show notes and everything to, make, to make it easy. And uh, we'll definitely stand a lookout for whenever you launch the coffee. Let's go. Yeah. I'm so stoked. <laughs> that's that's going to be so awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, I, I, again, I'm just so fortunate to have endless, endless opportunity. Let's go, man. Yeah. Let's go. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, Jesse, thank you so much. No, thank you. All right, everybody. Till next time. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in. If you are enjoying this com if you are enjoying the show, do me a favor, tell a friend, bring one friend, it will help us grow exponentially. If you bring a friend and they bring a friend and that friend brings a friend, that's how shit grows and uh, we can't do this without you. So go tell a friend, leave a rating and review, subscribe, share on social, follow us, like it, all of that shit. It is all important. So please do all of those things. I love you forever and ever and ever and especially times infinity when you subscribe and share and leave a rating and review especially on apple Podcasts, that helps out a lot so um please do that um again just if you're getting value just tell a friend it helps us grow and uh hey we'll be back very soon with another amazing guest wasn't jesse just the best she's just such a cool human we'll be back soon with another show very soon i love you guys Bye. Mwah.